Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'll be continuing our sermon series called Pursuit. And if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Here's what it says. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. One of the most uh, formative moments for me was in seminary and uh, going on all these uh, wonderful trips with him. We went to Ireland, to South Africa, and it was a group of us that he would take. And I remember one, on one of those trips, we, um, after the conference we went to, we went out to a bar to hang out, to talk, to, to debrief. And, you know, he pulls out the bourbon, he pulls out the cigar. And, you know, we're all like, wow, this is, this is the best professor we've ever had. And we're just having a good time sharing. But I remember feeling like, wow, this is beautiful. This is like an encounter with God. Um, because I, it, it's like the feeling of being alive, the feeling of just being hopeful and, and knowing that you're cared for and loved. For me, that was just, again, a formative experience because I got to see what community can be like. In our text today, we see this author Um, encouraging his hearers to continue to pursue community, to continue to be part of that community of faith. And I think one of the main points he's trying to make here is that pursuing God is impossible without community. Sometimes people think you can grow and you can mature just by praying and just by reading your scripture but you have to do that in a community of faith. This is how we are encouraged and we are connected together, how we're connected to God. Um, The author Dallas Willard said, said this. He said the members of the body must be in contact if they are to sustain and be sustained by each other. Christian redemption is not devised to be a solitary thing. But the life is one that requires some regular, profound conjunction with others who share it. And this is what the author is really telling us in our text, that we are to spur one another toward love and good deeds. That we are to direct and guide each other in the way of Christ. That yes, the role of community is is for fun, is for, is for games, is to hang out, but it's ultimately for us to be challenged and encouraged to love God and others. Ultimately, this is the space where the family of God is created and for, forged. But if you're anything like me, community can often be... Um, spaces you don't want to go to. There was a pastor friend of mine who came back from a trip and had to quarantine for two weeks. And he was so excited because 
You know what that meant? Well, he didn't have to be with anyone. <laughs> he could just be home by himself, hanging out, and not worry about community. And sometimes that's easy, easier for us to do. Um, and one of the reasons I think is because we often just, there's a loss of self-expression when we're in community. When you think about community and fellowship, what it does require is that we lay down ourselves for the flourishing of that group. But that often clashes with the cultural perspective that has drifted towards hyper-individualism, how we're just more concerned about our needs and our wants and our desires. And often, community can be in conflict with the self. David Brooks in a piece um, called The Nuclear Family Was a Mistake writes this. He said, the society has become more individualistic and more self-oriented. People now put greater value on privacy and autonomy. At one point, he says, love meant self-sacrifice and compromise. Now, and he says in the, in the 60s and the 70s, and I'll say now, love now means self-expression and individuality. So that means when we come to um, marriage, to our work, when it comes to, to even being part of a church, we're often there just for our own self-fulfillment. We're often there just for our own personal growth or self-realization. And when that's the case, community cannot flourish because we've made it about ourselves. And often because of that, we may drift away from community. Another reason why I think is because of the inconvenience. And sometimes we don't talk about this a lot. But community can be very inconvenient. Think about all the times you're trying to schedule a meeting with someone, with a friend. What it takes, you know, just trying to figure out what date works, what time works, what do you have to do to shift, you know, to, if you have kids, you know, what do you have to do to find a babysitter? Are they gonna go with you? There's just so many obstacles towards community. And often because of that, we easily just rather slip into our PJs watch Netflix, then I even have to bother with that. And the inconvenience of community can often lead us to isolate ourselves, can lead us to, to, to um, rely on the mirrors of technology that we have, Facebook, all the, the devices, that, all the screens we have at our, at our dispense. And yet, even with all those obstacles, with all those inconveniences, we yearn for community. We need community. Recently, I came across um, one of the most probably fascinating essays I, I've read by Roger Agnell as he details what it's like to live into his 90s. He said this, he made this point. He said, getting old is the second biggest surprise of my life. But the first, by a mile, is our unceasing need for deep attachment and intimate love. 
He's come to this realization, especially at his old age, that we are made for community, that we have this innate need to be loved, to be cared for. And one of the things that we, and that is one of the things that we easily take for granted. We take for granted our relationships, our community. We're distracted by jobs, our ambition, and by our busyness, yet we can only find fulfillment in our union with Christ and our union with each other. Here's why we need community. We need community in order to engage in all of the spiritual disciplines. Engage in worship, in study of scripture, in prayer and in confession, in celebration, in grieving, in compassion and in justice. We need community in order that we are encouraged when we feel down. We're supported when we feel lost. And we're comforted when we're mourning. These things fill us with hope, fills up fills us with love and it helps us to persevere in the midst of trying times. This is what a community can do. I remember even this summer just having to navigate through the summer, the difficulty of the summer and realizing that I was tired and depressed and sad and frustrated, but having friends come around me, praying for me, even visiting me, felt supported, felt loved, feared cared for. Ultimately, I felt God's presence with me. You know, as, as our nation continues to be in this time of crisis because of the pandemic, as we see what's playing out in the political landscape, and even as we see the racial tensions and the injustices that continues to pl plague our society, um, we need each other to kind of process all that is happening. Um, you might be feeling sad and frustrated and angry or feeling anxious and depressed because of what you're experiencing in the world today. We need to be in a community of faith to help us persevere even through these trying times. Who knows how long this is going to be? We don't know how long we're going to be in this pandemic. Um, even as we look at the election that's coming up, that is just feels and looks uncertain. How can we persevere in the midst of all this that's going on? can only do it in a community, a community that points us to Jesus, that points us to his love and the hope that we have, that as we turn to him, as we trust in him together, that we can stand strong in, in him, knowing that he's, he is able to keep us from falling. And as we continue to encounter this, the, I mean, I'm almost lost for words with what's happening just with the, the 
injustice that, that, that Breonna Taylor and the family are experiencing now. And I, I believe we ought to grieve in community and mourn in community about these racial injustices that continue in our world. We need each other to show us the hope we have in God, to direct us to the love we, we have received from him, so that we can continue to stand strong in the midst of a chaotic world. Community is not always convenient, it's not always comfortable, but it is worth it. Often all we have to do is just show up. All we have to do is just be there with each other, for each other, so that God and his love and his grace can be with us. Let's pray. God, we, we come as your church, as your people. And in the midst of all that's going on, Lord, we want to stand strong in you. We want to trust you. And I know for some it's hard, it's difficult. I pray, God, you would pull us towards each other, that you will unite us in your love, and that you help us to set our hearts and our minds and our gaze upon you as you continue to direct our paths and help us walk um, righteously before you. So be with us, God. Help us to be the community that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together and worship together.